Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas! How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm really good. I'm staying on, well away on, from hang on, you. Hang on, you're frozen. You're frozen. Oh, this is going to be terrible. This is a Zoom Christmas for you, isn't it? This is COVID Christmas 2020. You're pixelated. Turn your volume on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Unmute yourself, Auntie Sheila. Unmute yourself. This is ridiculous. I think you'll find on a Zoom call at Christmas, it's not pixelated, it's elfy-lated. <laughs> Let's keep it Christmassy. Well, dear listeners, this is COVID Christmas 2020. Graham and I could not be in the same room together. Thank goodness. <laughs> Partially for legal reasons, but also because of this wretched pandemic that's ruined Christmas for everybody. Yeah. So instead, we're coming to you live via the internet where I can see Graham's ear. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'll adjust the webcam thing, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, this but is it ridiculous. makes a good excuse for people. The number of people that have been brought happiness by COVID, instead of having their auntie around, they can say, brilliant, we can have a fabulous Christmas. We'd have to put up with all those unwanted relatives. So a lot of people are celebrating like there's no end. But I think that's exactly what we need to focus on. I think if we focus on all the miserable bits, you're going to make your Christmas miserable. So I think we should spend some time thanking our lucky stars and thinking about the positive things that COVID has brought us this Christmas. What do you say? Wow. <laughs> some positive things that COVID's brought us. Yes, like no relatives. <laughs> Yay! No people rooting through my cupboards. No me having to hoover for three days. Oh, yeah, right. That's brilliant. I can live like a slovenly sloth for three days and nobody cares. I could wear the same pair of pants and I could put them on my own head and nobody would care. I wish the listeners could see what I'm seeing. Honestly. <laughs> well, you're not She's expecting not me to demonstrate. Not a word of a lie. <laughs> that's a positive. You can do whatever you like. If you want to sit in your pants... For three days, Graham, in front of an open window, no one will mind. <laughs> but when you say COVID's brought presents, you make it sound like the COVID is Father Christmas. I mean, does it come down the chimney? I know it's spreading fast, but is this the new way of COVID getting into your house? Don't start spreading rumours. People will be getting giant masks and putting them over their fireplaces this Christmas and then starting fires. That'll be good, <laughs> wouldn't it? Can you imagine 200 years' time? Early on Christmas morning or late Christmas Eve, as well as Santa's little mince pie and a bit of carrot for Rudolph, the child says, Mummy, why do we have to put the big mask over the fireplace? Well, 200 years ago, there was a Covid crisis. That's why we now have to hand sanitise Santa from head to toe. <laughs> right, what are the good things about Christmas this year? Come on. I don't have to share turkey with anyone else but me. Oh, you're not going to get another of those 18 stone turkeys and eat it all by yourself. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep the local shops going that I need an 18 stone turkey for one, please. <laughs> it's true. When you told me you'd eaten all in one go. <laughs> if I don't start to sweat and still smell like turkey by like the 4th of January, I feel I've failed my Christmas tradition. I feel because we're friends, I've got a duty here to reveal that actually last April when we met, <laughs> it's true. it was just after the first lockdown. 
<laughs> and we weren't allowed to come within 100 yards of each other. But sadly, I was upwind. And uh, <laughs> I thought, my goodness, she did have a lot of turkey at Christmas. <laughs> it's like my kryptonite. I can't help it. There's something about turkey yeah. that I get far too overexcited about. I've ordered three turkey joints this year. Really? It's only me. I wasn't planning on taking the turkey joints to my father's house. He was going to have more turkey at his house. <laughs> so these were my backup turkeys. Have you ever, when you've run out of turkey, looked longingly across the drive at your neighbours through the window at them serving up a turkey and thinking, oh, I'll just pop round? But of course you can't this year because of no, COVID. you can't. But then that's a plus. You don't have to spend any time with your neighbours. There you go, another positive thing. You can just wave at them from afar, uh, like the Queen does from the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> share your chocolate celebrations and your quality street you can have as many golden pennies as you like this christmas whoa if you fancy a purple triangle you don't have to compete with anybody i don't have to share pringles or twiglets or cheeselets all the crisps that you only ever buy at christmas i mean i never buy twiglets the other 11 months of the year but at christmas for some reason i've got to have them twiglets i'd forgotten about those they do orange ones nowadays as well don't they as well oh, as i peppermint. do hope not that sounds revolting why would they do orange ones? I think they do. Was that a low-fat Marmite on them? Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps I got the wrong end of the stick. Because wow. they are like sticks, aren't they? Twiglets. Boom, boom. When I said to Jill, can we have twiglets? Perhaps she said, I'll arrange to get some. Uh... I feel sorry at this time of year for people that were a very seasonal, like, as well as Santa, obviously, who's not allowed in anymore. What about hot chestnut salesmen. Yes. They're going to have a really lean time of it, aren't they, on the street corners? On the plus side, because we are being positive, positive corona, COVID oh, yeah. Sorry, Christmas. Sorry, I forgot. Positive, yeah, positive. on the plus side, yeah. there'll be more chestnuts for squirrels. I'll have to check under our car's bonnet, because one year they seem to fill up under our car bonnet with acorns, so perhaps they've done the same. Did you find a banana in your tailpipe as well, by any chance? Because if that's the case, I'm sure it's the neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, well, if it is, I'll take it back to them. Perfect. They'll like that. And I'll wave at them <laughs> for you. Not the same if you don't press your nose up against the glass. I think that's yeah. what gets the neighbours. Nothing says neighbourliness by a neighbour that basically scares the bejesus out of you by sticking their face up against a window. <laughs> Yeah, it's if you slide down the window with your nose tight against it. I think that's 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 what makes people worry a lot, as well as get the window lean out. One Christmas, Chris and I were watching TV, and our house had patio doors that led onto the garden, and it was a private enclosed garden. One Christmas, we were watching the TV, and all of a sudden, my next-door neighbour's girlfriend appeared at our patio doors. Right. If you ever want a bowel loosener, a little tiny Ecuadorian <laughs> woman at your patio doors at, like, half 11 at night will properly do it for you. Because, of course, you're not <laughs> expecting to see her face there. She would turn up oh, we nearly had a heart attack. Anyway, turned out the ex-wife had returned, found the new Ecuadorian girlfriend had moved in with my next-door neighbour, 
and was now threatening him in the kitchen oh. with a knife. It was better than a plot of EastEnders. <laughs> Did you have binoculars out? At which point, what do you do? Do you go, don't worry, I'll go next door and see if I can help stab the neighbour. What unfolded was pretty much an episode of Carry On Camping without Barbara Windsor. There was a woman in the drive that was hiding in our bushes, waiting to attack the said girlfriend as soon as she exited our house. The girlfriend had jumped a six-foot fence to scare the life out of us on the patio window. Even then, we still ended up in the trunk drive going, for goodness sake, could you please sort this all out because you're ruining our evening. <laughs> very sorry. Oh, it was very sorry. We were very diplomatic about it. You know, when someone's running at you with a knife and sorry, you turn around and go, no, you're not stabbing me. No, no, that's not an acceptable way for me to die. I'll die of gout before I'll be stabbed. So I wonder which door it was, because we've got uh, an advent calendar. There are 24 doors, and then you're at Christmas. Like, why don't you open a 25th door? Why is there not a 25th door? I imagine they ran out of wood when they first designed it. <laughs> have proper advent calendars nowadays you know wooden ones little houses with little doors in because we do we think it's really sweet put a little bit of chocolate in each one when i was a kid my parents were like no nah, i can't be bothered with that and they'd just buy you a chocolate one from tesco's and occasionally they'd buy you one of those cheap ones from a shop to get the chocolate out and it'd be like oh my goodness and you think can i give this to the dog because it certainly ain't chocolate so there's no risk no they say in britain we don't actually like real chocolate much and that the chocolate we love isn't really chocolate. Yeah, I have to say, all the posh chocolate, you know, when there's a man in a chef's hat who looks like he's an extra from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Gustav. <laughs> and he's sitting there rumbling around his kitchen. He's making truffles of this and golden balls of that. And I'm like, do you know what? Just give me a Mars bar. <laughs> Did you manage to get all of your Christmas cards off this year or are you one of those people that send a round-robin email? No. Which way? Card or email? We're cards. But I do miss, when you said round robins, you know, the old days where my parents would get Christmas cards from people they hadn't seen in a decade and everyone would have a round robin letter in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbara has taken up walking this year and despite a fractured ankle, she even managed to do the Pennines. We couldn't be prouder. <laughs> this year, Timothy finally learnt how to ride his bicycle. Timothy's 45. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing about those round-robin letters. They all seemed to have a lot of bad health and fractures and things in them, didn't they? Yes, it was. It was always... Uh, generally, we've had a really wonderful year and you wait for the butt. Yeah. And then the butt comes. Yeah. After Brian got hit by a car, which I was driving... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You get two pages of misery from the very last bit of the final sheet will go but otherwise everything's been great hope you're well and have have a lovely christmas pam <laughs> and half the time you go to your mum who's pam she goes haven't got a clue your father yeah, used to yeah. work with them you have to read the round robin to work out who it's from by which point as you get halfway through you know page five you're sort of sucked into the family drama then <laughs> 
<laughs> and then just as we thought after having Brian's hits pinned that the year might pick up for us, sadly, Lucky died. And you're like, oh, my God, who's Lucky? Who's Lucky? I have to go <laughs> yeah, back to that. Yeah. I missed Lucky. Who's Lucky? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, God, how did Lucky die? <laughs> then it's a disappointment when it turns out it was the goldfish because <laughs> they've run out of bad news, so they're really starting to scrape the bowl. <laughs> do people do email round robins now? Because I haven't seen a round robin in years. Yes. <gasps> they? Oh, the, yes, they do. The good thing is that you can sort of easily just accidentally press delete. <laughs> the one that I don't understand are the ones that say, we're not sending a card this year because we're making a donation to charity. But they don't send the receipt or proof, do they? No, I love that. No. Is that the charity of you? The begins and starts at home. Is that the charity you're referencing? Because I haven't <laughs> seen a goat or I haven't seen a little kitty come and move in for the month of Christmas. So what are you spending that £1.72 on that was going on the Christmas card? Uh, I don't think it was £1.72 with these people. I think it was probably about 12p tops. <laughs> dad sends electronic Christmas cards. Okay, yeah. But he gets them from the same place every year. He doesn't realise they're always such high meg that you can't open them. Yeah. So as soon as you receive it, you know it's from him because no one else in the world is that in it. I remember when those first started coming out and the early virus, antivirus things would say, this email contains a virus and it'd be the thing that they'd attached that you had to click on to open. And then you'd look at it because it's from a friend. And then up would come the virus alert, virus alert, as your whole computer's been infected because <laughs> the person <laughs> sent you an infected Christmas card. Do you think if we'd created a virus alert like that for COVID, things would be different now? So literally, as you walked into Tesco's, it just went, virus alert, virus alert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making a suggestion here. <laughs> and my dad's ones, they're like little videos. You know, they go on for a little bit and you're like, is this over yet? I don't really understand why I'm watching it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but it's the thing, isn't it? It's like if you send Christmas cards to people that you haven't seen for years, why? Why do we do that? I don't know. You're not in my thoughts and minds except once a year when I think maybe I might need a new liver. So I don't understand. Why do we do that? I hate the Christmas cards from my hometown because they've always got surplus glitter. But doesn't glittery cards remind you of your childhood when the card was a bit thinner so they would kind of wobble but the front of them would have different glitter on it and you'd open them and half your carpet would be covered. Yeah. We don't get that anymore. They're all very stylish and it's all very cool. Not the ones from my hometown. The ones from your hometown have got a glittery fish on the front or something. <laughs> Two days ago, the postman had to actually ring the bell, leave it on the doorstep. It wouldn't go through the letterbox. It had so much glitter in it. <laughs> As I opened the door to say thank you, he was shaking his back out at the pavement, <laughs> getting rid of all this glitter. For me, it's more ageist. Oh. So the cards that I get from my older relatives are always very, very traditional type of Christmas card versus the ones that I get from my friends or younger relatives, which will be very cool and trendy. So one had a coconut mojito recipe on it. Oh. And Auntie Sheila sent one that looked like the little drummer boy. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> that I'll get I'll get one that looks that's that's atmospheric and is a moose in the middle of Canada breathing the fresh, delicate air with a robin in the tree. And then I'll get a card from Auntie Sheila that looks like a lamb <laughs> trapped in a manger. The ones that get most attention, I think, are the ones that aren't signed. Because then you go through all your pile of Christmas cards. Well, we've gotten from that every year. We get that every year, that year, every year. Yeah, we've got that. We've got that. So who is this unsigned card from? Could it be so-and-so? And eventually you think, it's a new person. Because <laughs> we've accounted for all the regulars. How often do you get unsigned Christmas cards? This sounds like you have a flurry. <laughs> if I got an unsigned card, it's usually because it's one of my older relatives that's a little bit scatty that's just forgotten to sign it when they've put it in the card. Well, actually, I was just sailing this past you in case it was you. Clearly not. No, but how lazy is that to send a Christmas card and just go, do you want to sign it? No. <laughs> You're all right, just send it. Yeah, never liked him. Mess with them for another year. Stuff it. Let's see how long it takes them to work out it's for us. Let's make their Christmas more interesting. Let's make it detective Christmas cards. Work yeah. out who this is from. <laughs> for your dinner, then, which we know you love, turkey. As a vegetarian, as... it's very close to my heart, yes. Do you think it's about having traditional food at Christmas? Food is a volumes <laughs> game at Christmas, isn't it? It's how much you can get in. It's not about what it is, it's about how much you can get in. How many times have you have you started to talk to one of your family members and they've turned around, they've got cheeks full of Snickers and Mars bars. That's <laughs> 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 a sort of chocolate hamster. Are you eating those chocolates again? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Volume game. With your massive turkey, turkeys, yes. do you bother with any potatoes and veg or is it just meat on meat? No, 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 I have to have a bit of vegetable. Yeah. You've got to even it out a bit, haven't you? <laughs> well, you're talking about food and you started coming up with snicker bars and this, that, and that. I'm starting to wonder about the quality of the diet in your household at Christmas. No, we have sprouts. We do. We all have yeah. sprouts because then it's fair, isn't it? Because if one person has five sprouts and the others don't have any, then it obviously smells worse for the people that didn't have any. It's like when you eat garlic. So everybody has to eat Brussels sprouts so that when you're all farting for the rest of Christmas Day and pretty much from Christmas Day all the way until the 2nd <laughs> of January, it's not so bad because everyone's in the same boat. <laughs> but you don't come across your relative and find that their cheeks are filled up with Brussels sprouts, do you? Unless no. they're aiming to get rid of them later. <laughs> no, but when you catch them and they've got a face full of Snickers and they suddenly turn round, you'll usually hear a little toot. <laughs> so, in your house, it sounds like it's fairly traditional, really, because I think chocolate and sweets have been around now for so long, it might as well be traditional. I mean, how far back... Does traditional go? Is the tradition something that's been 20 years in the making or is it like 100 years? I don't know. But when I think of a traditional Christmas, why is it I think of Oliver Twist or I think of Scrooge or I think of... Um, what's the story of Scrooge? What's it called? <laughs> Christmas Carol. Christmas oh Carol. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. COVID has robbed us of culture, Graham. 
How could we not have remembered that? Talking of which, yeah. what is your favourite Christmas carol? Carol Vorderman. Uh, <laughs> when we were decorating the house for Christmas, Jill often says, let's put some music on and play some Christmas carols. And we've got a whole load of albums. I'm still a stickler for a bit of cliff when you're decorating the tree. You've got to have Christmas... Cliff. Yeah. You've got to have Christmas music on when you decorate the tree because otherwise people can hear you whinge. Because I hate doing the Christmas decorations. It is one of the most boring things in the history of the world. I literally throw them out. What, is it licking the salt adhesive paper when you're making the daisy chain things? That sort of thing. Paper chains, yes. Is, which bit of it don't you like, Emily? All of you it. It's boring. Me. All of it. Basically, it's the one time of year you add more toot into your toot-ridden house already. So I don't like it. It's really irritating. If you've got a slight case of OCD, it's like, oh, do we have to have tinsel there? Do we have to have a tree in the middle of the room? Scrooge, I think this cues you seen. Bar humbug. <laughs> or in your case, bar snickers. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. Um, and stop. So, and carry on. Pardon. And stop again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just doing an impression of what Christmas planning's been like this year. Oh. And stop and carry on. No, no, no. <laughs> stop again. Stop again. Don't do that, literally. I'm expecting to get another Boris announcement while I'm halfway through my turkey telling me to stop. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been very good, really, has he? He'll sort of say, we'll never do that. And then three days later... <laughs> he does say, it. Well, obviously, we've got to do this because of all the advice <laughs> we had three days ago. But it's hard. It's so hard to plan anything, isn't it? I've never been much of a planner. No. Well, you don't really need to plan on it. Every year it comes around. Well, why do you need to plan on something? that you know, It's coming around. That's a really valid point. We all know Christmas is coming, but every year it's a surprise and a shock and we're never ready. Yeah. How does that happen? Are we just stupid? People can't stand it, though, if you deny that you've got to be ready. So, for example, if somebody says to me, are you ready for Christmas? Mm. And I go... Is that uh, a June? Yeah. And they go, oh, how have you got it all done? And I've said, no, I've done anything, but yes, I am ready for Christmas. And then they stab you to death. <laughs> you know, they... People can't bear it if you're not joining in the panic. Um, they wouldn't stab me to death because I'm naturally from Surrey and I refuse to die by being stabbed. I'm more likely to get gout. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that very yeah, much. Yeah. I've lived or here for a little while. I will have been shot by someone out in the woods somewhere purely by accident when they were pheasant shooting or something. Or I'll be trampled to death by a polo pony. That's how I will die. Well, talking of wildlife and being trampled, imagine if you had those lemmings all heading for the cliff and you had one of them going, nah, not, not today. And a lemming, what What do you mean not today? And slowly the lemmings stop running over the cliff. And go, oh, guys, come on, come on, we need to be over the cliff. Why? What's the great rush? I mean, yeah. they hate it. And we're like that about people who won't join in the panic for Christmas. When people say to me, have you done all your Christmas shopping? I'd say yes, typically, because I start in September. So this year, I'll be honest, and this is not going to make me popular, I did plan that this Christmas thing with Corona was probably going to happen. And I did foresee that I was probably going to have to plan things to be posted in advance. So I did plan for all of my relative stuff to be posted so that they've all had it for about a week already. Oh, and have they told you whether they appreciate your gifts? 
I've had a couple of uh, strongly worded emails and one round robin. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't get any presents back, you'll know they've opened them and it wasn't appreciated. Apparently, an inflatable sheep is not a successful gift for somebody in their 80s. <laughs> Why ever not? You should never comment on someone else's choice of gift. I think that's what I've learned. Really? If someone buys a jumper for someone and they try it on, and they say to you, oh, clearly not impressed. Oh, what do you think? And the person who bought it, the buyer and the buyee, both looking at you as the judge, it's best to say, I need a wee, and dash out of the room. Because if you say anything, you're in hot water. Every year, my friend Joe will ring me up and say, I got this from my husband, my husband bought me this, and there'll always be one where she goes, and he bought me, th he bought me like lederhosen. And I really don't know why. It's a bit like a lederhosen. <laughs> Why's he buying lederhosen for? That's a bit weird. I don't know. I think he must have been drunk when he was shopping, but I don't understand why he's bought. So there's always one thing. We kind of go, have you noticed when people ask you about what presents you got for Christmas, you start with the top two. And then the third one is always the iffy one, like the elasticated waistband belt or someone who bought you a jazzy <laughs> bum bag. I got an iPad. Right, and a pair of Uggs, and they're, they're all going, oh, oh. It's like it's like uh, Brucey Bonus, like what have you won? And then the third one will be and um, some lavender-flavoured pot puri, which I thought was assorted nuts and was very disappointed when I realised it wasn't. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you took an elasticated belt. There was a big push on those adverts of those on Facebook saying... It's a belt, you won't know you're wearing it. And I'm thinking, well, what's the point? <laughs> They've designed it so your trousers still fall down. I mean, what, what's going on here? You do know that Facebook advertising is targeted at what you've been looking at. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> trousers falling down. <laughs> it's <re> Note <laughs> to self, Graham. At the end of this, go and delete your search history. <laughs> <laughs> When does the drinking start in your house? About half an hour ago. Yeah, early. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We start the day probably just after midnight. We're wrapping the last minute gifts and we'll say, oh, we might as well have a little bit of sherry, you know. Oh, sherry? Been... What are you, in a care home? What's that about? <laughs> who, has, who gets well, it... up and says, oh, should we have a sherry? Unless you're, you know, unless you've got doilies on the well, arms of your chair. Uh, well, we have actually. It's our <laughs> Elizabeth the First look. We're going all Judah. <laughs> we got I a lot. I would love that. I would love them to do a Christmas changing rooms and people come home and they go, oh, well, we're really excited, Carol Smiley, for doing up my room. Yes, we've modelled it on the Tudors. There's sawdust on the floor and a couple of, and a dead pig yeah. in your bed. <laughs> yeah. Why is it dead? Well, we chewed the pig. <laughs> it died. <laughs> Well, it's because we're leaving the sherry out for Father Christmas. And yeah. It's a tiny little glass and you can only buy a bottle of sherry. So yeah. you think, well, this is going to go to waste, isn't it? And there is alcohol in there. We might as well have a pint. <laughs> Help us sleep. Why does no one ever put Jaeger bombs out for Santa? Why does no one leave him that flaming Sambuca? <laughs> I've just got visions of his beard going up now. <laughs> nanny, Nanny, Santa's on fire. That'll be the Sambuca. I did warn him. <laughs> so 
drink-wise, though, I mean, how does your day evolve? Because we, as I say, we start off with perhaps a glass of sherry or a pint or whatever at, uh, just after midnight. But then when we're cooking Christmas dinner, we'll say, oh, well, well we can finish off the sherry and then perhaps have a glass of wine. Do you want red or white? And it's like, well, we might as well. It doesn't matter really, because whichever we start on, we'll finish on the other. I've done the traditional amount that numbs the fact that you're spending quality time with your own family, but not not so. <laughs> so well, that's why we do it. It's it's you know anaesthetizing the fact that you have to hear your uncle tell the same story he's told every year about how he didn't get into the Conservative Party and how he desperately wished that he could have sung professionally. And you know, all of this, you just think, I'll have another glass, I'll keep going. <laughs> but I don't know what's going to happen this year. What's the etiquette? Because I'm the only one that drinks in my house. So <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to be like some sort of sad wino in the corner at Christmas. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, well, it's Christmas Day. I might as well just sit here and get absolutely mashed on my own. I can imagine they say, don't let's worry uh, about Emily and etiquette because she's <laughs> she'll have ate the turkey. I'll ask you this because you you and Jill both drink obviously you need to because you both live with each other but then what time do I start drinking (laughs) because then if you tell me then I'll feel like I'm drinking with others and not just sad and lonely we'll be uh, nine yeah once the presents have been opened (laughs) we're like (laughs) oh well we might as well have a drink it's Christmas after all once the moaning starts once the kids once the kids suddenly go well, uh, and they, you say to them, did you get everything you want? And they go, yes, it was lovely. Thank you, Mummy. And you think, yeah, there we go. And then a little voice goes, but I did ask for a skateboard and nothing's turned up. the fun thing this week i'm not sure if she was drinking the woman who'd opened the door to let the dog out and a bird of prey flew in and settled on top of her christmas tree i mean it does smell of someone who's been having a few too many bottles of sherry doesn't it this vulture sitting on the top of her christmas tree (laughs) (laughs) well the saddest story for me would be if it was a turkey trying to escape people came into your house and sat on top of the Christmas tree. Be like, You'd be oh, there. Deliveroo's done well this year. <laughs> <laughs> for anybody worried about the bird of prey, she called in the local um, you know, RSPB or whatever and they came in. Apparently it was really well behaved. They just wrapped it up in a blanket, carried it outside and released it. And off it went with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't go with a dog. No, the dog was fine. Just <laughs> It just flew off. <laughs> Nothing in its claws. <laughs> Do you think, being again, another alternative twist due to COVID for this Christmas, do you think people will be ordering food on Deliveroo on Christmas Day and Just Eats? Because takeaways have been doing oh, roaring know. business, isn't it? What, I mean, that's, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. I could have turkey for lunch and Chinese for dinner. I'd be a terrible delivery driver. Hang on, yes. Yes, you would. Oh, let's listen out into the... Anybody disagreeing here? Now I can't hear anybody disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> for starters, if I had to do it on the bicycle, I'd only be able to deliver to my immediate neighbours because otherwise I'd have a heart attack and I'm too lazy. So I'd have to do it in the car. 
And then if I delivered it in the car and I thought, well, that smells nice, you'd want to try a bit, wouldn't you? Oh, it would be irresistible, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'd be the person that drops it off with chips hanging out of my mouth. You can't rely on the person you're delivering to. You can't say, it smells really nice. Could I possibly come in and have a small portion? Because <laughs> they're bound to say no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'd, we'd order turkey with all the trimmings and we got the trimmings. <laughs> do any animals celebrate anything ever, do you think? Well, or are they just in the moment? I think they probably... Have you ever heard of a creature celebrating ever? Anything? What, a cuckoo Christmas? It shows how ridiculous it is, really, doesn't it? I mean, animals have got more sense. If you said to a dog... Don't eat as much so that then, on Christmas Day, you can eat loads. So yep. just ration yourself. The dog would look and go, no, no, doesn't work for me. And look at its dog, mate. Work for you? No, no. If we <laughs> would like it now, please, as yeah. much as you can put on the bowl. As it looks as its dog, mate, and he turns around, he's got a face full of stickers. <laughs> <laughs> What's a video of two dogs of a woman trying them out on uh, fruit vegetables? <laughs> Anybody who says a dog can't have an expression, sadly mistaken. These dogs were like, oh, she'd given a piece of melon to one of them. One of them really? sniffed it and was like, nah, nah, don't, we don't eat melon. We're dogs, don't eat melon. But the other dog tried it. She's like, oh, you're a good boy. The other dog's going, uh, he can have my melon. No. I don't. Don't want melon. Yeah, I'd love that because the dog's going, I'm not eating melon. I'm not having that. Don't give that to me again. Now, anyway, I'm going to go back to licking my own backside. You know, I won't eat melon, but my own bum is delicious. It's like five-star dining. I mean, dogs are funny like that, aren't they, though? You think yeah, my diet's are. slightly dodgy. Theirs is, is worse. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Where did the word slightly snick in there? <laughs> you think my diet is slightly dodgy? No, no, I don't actually, Emily. I think you're... you're... Anybody who eats four large turkeys on Christmas Day has not got a slightly dodgy diet. <laughs> you've got breakfast, you've got brunch, you've got lunch, you've got afternoon uh... turkey and dinner. That's five. Yeah. Five. OK. Well, you said you're trying to keep butchers in business and you're certainly <laughs> succeeding, I'd guess. <laughs> so when you get into bed on Christmas night and you're sitting there, or maybe you're posh and you're lying down and you're thinking to yourself, what have I really taken away from this Christmas? You know, this very different Christmas in very challenging times. What will you be thinking? I'll be thinking, oh, thank God goodness that I didn't get any more slippers. <laughs> do you know what, I, do you know what I, I will be thinking? Do you know what I'll be thinking when I'm lying in my bed? Thanks for asking, by the way, Graham. Do you know what oh, I'll be sorry. thinking? I'll be lying there thinking, maybe next year, maybe, maybe, just maybe next year, Graham might ask what I would be thinking about on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking how easy it is to buy gifts for you. If I did buy a gift, which I haven't, but if I did, it'd just be a sort of half a turkey. Well, I don't need to say eat within five days because it, it won't last the hour, let's face it. 
how do you reckon most people are going to spend Christmas Day? So I think we've set the scene quite well already. I'm going to be drinking on my own, playing Trivial Pursuit, answering my own questions and asking them at the same time. It's going to be an absolute <laughs> riot at my house, I can tell you. I just hope I don't fall out with myself. And I can't wait. I cannot wait for the family charades when I'll be trying to guess from myself if it's a film, book or theatrical production. <laughs> well, you could send yourself a card with all the answers and because you know them and it's your card, you don't need to sign it. <laughs> That's the trick. You sound like you've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> Mummy, the glitter's where's the Daddy? Giveaway. Daddy's in the other room playing charades on his own. Again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you always know when it's Christmas time as I get the cheese grater out and the tin foil to make my own glitter. <laughs> we wish all our meat eaters a guilt-free Christmas. We wish all of our vegetarian... Listeners, a meat-free corn duck Christmas. And to all of our vegan friends, we say... <laughs> people, people would never really believe you were a meat eater, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Custard, even, you can't... Presumably isn't vegan, is it? Because there's milk no, in... No, it's also disgusting. What is? Custard. Custard. It's gross. <laughs> Who eats something yellow? The, the, the rules in life are don't eat it if it's brown, don't eat it if it's yellow, and if it's got skin on top of it and it wasn't born with it, don't eat it. <laughs> but if it was born with it, eat it. Eat it. You are a meat, <laughs> you are a meat eater. <laughs> you pass all the tests. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <gasps> Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Baum. If you liked it, tell a friend or rate and review the podcast. That will help others find us. Thanks. <laughs>